0: i Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Well, I have some really exciting news. We have reached a milestone in New Jersey. We have been able, via negotiations with the Attorney General, we being your state association, Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, my colleague and friend, Dan Schmutter, who is also an excellent attorney handling the federal litigation challenging the carry killer anti-civil rights bill and myself and we were able to get the excessive training requirements seriously changed and i'm going to discuss them in detail and the use of farce which is uh, really the use of force manual uh seriously changed, and we now have in New Jersey a carry permit that is obtainable by any law abiding citizen who has core competency. That's right, core competency, and the progress here is just outstanding. The negotiations that were very intense and thorough. Went at the so-called new training requirements that were promulgated by the state police pursuant to the statute. That essentially required law-abiding citizens applying for a carry permit to demonstrate skills equivalent to veteran police officers. This course that was mandated by the state police as the new qualifications. That was uh, known as the HQC2 modified, which was essentially the same course utilized for retired law enforcement. And it required that the average citizen demonstrate uh, shooting proficiency, with timed scoring at a 25 yard distance. I mean, we're talking 75 feet. What self-defense situation is a civilian, is a citizen that is uh, simply interested in self-defense shooting somebody at 75 feet? I guess anything's possible, but that should hardly be a requirement to get a carry permit. It required various tactical maneuvers such as uh, magazine change and time fire and weekend shooting and kneeling and all these tactical skills, you had to have that time fire. All these things were, and more, were eliminated and a new training requirement, a new, new training requirement has now been put forward by the state police as the official Training requirement for carry permit holders. And not only did these incredible modifications get done, they got done without the need for litigating. I mean, folks, we could be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to litigate this, taking two, three, four years to go through the courts. And instead, we were able to get a training requirements that consist of appropriate training that simply deal with safely hitting a target and safe gun handling. And we are now at a milestone when it comes to getting a carry permit in New Jersey. Something that was unthinkable in just a short while ago, and now we have the permit and of course, the next steps are to expand the places where we can actually carry a gun to defend ourselves. And that's where the litigation is taking place over the other parts of the bill. But it begins with individuals being able to at least get the carry permit. And under that required course that was the equivalent of law enforcement training, there were average citizens that were uh, failing at a 40% ratio folks that's my understanding 40% because of the rigorous tactical skills that this were requiring that were way beyond core competency things that you know law enforcement trained professional law enforcement may need in taking down suspects in surrounding buildings and doing various law enforcement operations and all that the things a law-abiding citizen will not ever be engaging in. In simply needing a permit for self-defense and it was obstructive. That's the word. The training requirements were obstructive and now they are no longer obstructive. Yes, it is something that we still need to do. And I can understand people saying, why should we have to take any training? And I get that. I get that. But what we have now is part of an important path that New Jersey has just started upon. And that is a path to greater gun liberty, Second Amendment liberty, Second Amendment freedom. We are not going to get all our rights back. We're not going to get constitutional carry, permitless carry in New Jersey with a snap of fingers. It isn't going to happen. Every state, with the exception of Vermont, that has had constitutional carry basically forever, has had to go through its evolutionary period. And now New Jersey is embarking on that very thing. And when you look at the history, of how the ability to carry for self-defense has progressed in the states that eventually ended up with constitutional carry we are now well along that path I mean if you take a look for example before we get into the details of New Jersey and what these requirements are you can look at states a great example is look at Ohio do you know Ohio prohibited carrying concealed weapons back in 1859, believe it or not. And in 2004, about 19 years ago, Ohio enacted its first permit system for concealed carry, what was essentially their first shall issue carry license. And they were following the trend that had started in the 1980s the modern carry movement that the modern movement that started in florida with that being spearheaded by uh, marion hammer of unified sportsman of florida and that set the pace for state after state to enact the shall issue permit for carry which new jersey did not do and a handful of holdout states Still had the requirement of justifiable need, which was the court engineered way of stopping law abiding citizens from being able to carry. By essentially requiring a showing of need that was so extreme that you had to show you needed to use deadly force before you needed to use deadly force. So essentially, if you've just been shot and killed, You then qualified for a carry license in New Jersey. And that system barred law abiding citizens from being able to defend themselves and kept law abiding citizens as victims and not defenders. Well, Ohio had that same prohibition until 2004, where they finally enacted their carry permit system. Then in 2006, They passed preemption, stopping local jurisdictions from passing their own patchwork quilt of gun laws. In 2008, Ohio expanded the right to use deadly force to defend a home or a vehicle. In 2011, Ohio allowed concealed carry permit holders to carry guns into bars and restaurants and shopping malls museums and other places so they had sensitive places that were later repealed in 2011 in 2012 Ohio established gun owners where they could carry firearms in vehicles in parking facilities and in 2014 10 years later after the initiation of their shall issue permit system, Ohio reduced the required training hours to get a permit to carry from to eight hours, from eight to 12 hours, okay? They reduced the training hours, and they expanded the reciprocity of carry permits, and they Eliminated, by the way, in 2000. well, their prohibition on semi-automatic firearms that fire more than 31 rounds or cartridges without reloading and remove them from the list of regulated dangerous weapons. In 2016, Ohio allowed carry permit holders to carry guns on college campuses, in daycare centers, in parts of airports and other places. And stop property owners from banning carry permit holders from keeping their farms and vehicles. Then in 2018, Ohio changed the burden of proof in self defense so that the prosecution, instead of the accused, has to prove. And that aligned Ohio with 49 other states. And then 2021, Governor DeWine signed a stand-your-ground bill into law allowing Ohioans to have stand-your-ground, which New Jersey does not have yet. And in 2022, folks, DeWine signed a bill completely eliminating the need for the eight-hour training course and to have a background check for a permit to carry. And in fact, in 2022, Ohio got Uh, constitutional carry so folks Ohio evolved evolved to firearm freedom and evolved to constitutional carry evolved to expanding the rights and how did this happen it happened because the incremental gains kept taking place and that's what we have started upon this path in New Jersey, and we have made tremendous progress, tremendous progress. To a point now where we have a true shall issue carry permit. Where the basis as to whether you get a carry permit or not, the statutory criteria is exactly the same in terms of disqualifiers. As the criteria to get a New Jersey Fire and Purchaser ID card or a New Jersey pistol purchase permit. It is NJS 2C 58-3 disqualifiers. If you qualify to get a New Jersey Farms ID card or pistol purchase permit, then you are qualified to get a carry permit. And to get a carry permit, the only things more that are required are to have the training course that has now been greatly simplified and focused on core competency. Take the online instruction and be taught the use of force pursuant to the use of force manual that has been greatly edited and focused now to the average citizen wanting to defend themselves. You have uh, your four witnesses, and you are there getting your shall issue permit. And you see, this is all part of our march to liberty, folks. This is the long game. And the Second Amendment advocates that fight for your rights through your state association, Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, are accomplishing that for you. And now you can get this carry, something that was un- Thinkable ten years ago, you can get a shall issue permit in New Jersey. And as we continue on this path, the unthinkable will happen in New Jersey yet again. We too will get constitutional carry. As more and more individuals carry with permits, as the state adjusts to individuals carrying that are licensed and law abiding, as individuals Save themselves from violent crime, violent criminals, vicious assaults, rapes, etc., because they were law abiding citizens that carried. You see, this all goes into the picture of individuals defending themselves successfully, where good guys with guns become the solution to the crime problem. We are on that path. And this milestone of getting the training requirements reduced to a core competency with appropriate training focused on safely hitting targets and safe gun handling without all the other barriers and obstacles and incredible uh, blocks that are put in by way of training requirements that was just an absurdity have been removed. And so keep in mind, even though we still have to do these things, the incredible progress that we've made and that this is on a march toward greater and greater freedom. And we lost our rights incrementally over the years. That's how we gain them back. And as much as I'd love to snap my fingers like Thanos and make us have no gun laws and constitutional carry, that's not reality. The reality that has been demonstrated through the history of all these other states that have finally reached constitutional carry is the incremental gains and successes. We keep gaining yardage and the other side is losing yardage. Keep that in mind. This is great news. And let me talk to you about what these actual requirements are, and who needs to do the new requirements, even if you already have a carry permit. So first of all, what has been changed? What important things got changed? Well, let me tell you, specifically, New Jersey eliminated any testing requirements that were in the other so-called new training requirements for kneeling, for one-handed shooting, for time fire, for retention drills. Additionally, New Jersey completely eliminated any demonstration of shooting proficiency at 25 yards. And they extended the deadline for current permit holders to requalify from October 1st. Remember, just coming up now, real quick, was the deadline for you to re-qualify under the new extreme training requirements. Well, that has now been changed. Not only do you not have to meet those extreme training requirements with all those absurd requirements I just told you, but the deadline has been extended to December 31st to meet the new, new training requirements. So you've gotten a reprieve and you've been given a greater ability here to get your new certification with focus on what needs to be focused on, that core competency. Now, in the promulgation of these new training requirements, uh, New Jersey Attorney General uh, put out a memorandum. And this memorandum had some very interesting things in it that I want to review with you. First of all, the new, new training requirements, which I'm going to call from now on their name, is called C-CARE. I'm not going to call it the new, new training They're called C-CARE, which stands for Civilian Carry Assessment and Range Evaluation. A nice acronym there, C-CARE. So C-CARE is what we have to do now to get a carry permit. Prior to that, the training requirements were the uh, HQC2 modified, which is no longer required for citizens to get a carry permit. But if you uh, did those, then it still is going to uh, count for your qualification. But nonetheless, that's been changed. So now citizens do seek care. And C Care protocol in a nutshell is you shoot a minimum of 50 scored rounds for the shooter, 50 rounds. And you need a minimum passage score of 80% using FBI type Q target. Now, the FBI Q target is one of those tombstone style targets that have a square on the top that arguably could be considered a person's head. And then it has the so-called body, but it's like a tombstone shape of a body that has that top part. I'm sure you've seen these these targets. They're essentially person size, but they don't depict a person. But that's how large this uh, target is, and it is the Q target that's used for training purposes. You simply must hit that Q target. It doesn't have to be center. It doesn't have to be 10 ring. It doesn't have to be anything like that. You just have to make sure you're hitting anywhere on that target. And what you do is you have to shoot 10 rounds at the 3-yard line. 10 rounds at 3 yards, folks. Then you shoot 10 rounds at 5 yards. Then you shoot 10 rounds at 7 yards. Then 10 rounds at 10 yards. And 10 rounds at 15 yards. You've now fired 50 shots. And as long as 40 of those 50 shots have hit the target at any combination of of those range firings you will have demonstrated core competency for purposes of the new qualification now in addition in addition to that shooting core competency that you're going to demonstrate you also must in your shooting of these targets demonstrate safe holstering and unholstering during the shooting course And that has to include safely drawing your handgun from a secured holster before firing each of the required distances and reholstering after completing the round. So in other words, you're going to take the gun out of your holster in a safe manner. There's no timing to it. There's no speed required. Take your time. Take the gun out of your holster carefully and safely Fire 10 rounds and then reholster safely and carefully. That's it. No kneeling, no weak hand, no timed fire. Just safely holster and reholster while firing each round of the five rounds in which you shoot 10 shots. And during that time, you must demonstrate the proficient and safe reloading. So, if you have a revolver, you're going to safely reload your revolver. If you have, you know, probably using speed loaders, if you uh, have them. Or you could of course, still do it by hand. There's no time here involved. If you have a semi-automatic pistol, you're going to, swap out your bags you're going to do it carefully safely again no timed fire here just demonstrate safe reloading demonstrate safe holstering and get those 40 shots on paper that is the extent and does in fact demonstrate core competency if you want to go beyond that If you want tactical training, if you want to do all these various exercises and test yourself by taking more and more courses of advanced skills, by all means do so. But it should not be something required of everybody so that individuals can protect themselves. If you have the core skills, then that is good enough. And if you want to practice and expand your knowledge and expand your skills, by all means, pursue that with the great army of instructors that exist in New Jersey that have these excellent courses that can do that very thing. But this testing is no longer a bar or a barrier to getting a carry permit, and that is... Really, really an amazing advance here that we have made, an amazing advance. Now, additionally, I want to talk about who needs to requalify because there's been a number of things stated. I see things on the Internet that are incorrect. Let me be clear, and this is directly from, by the way, the state police memorandum, and they, in fact, got it right. I'm happy to say, and I want to thank, actually, the Attorney General for working with the Association and with gun owners to accomplish something reasonable like this in this current political climate, working to achieve the modifications. And this is now the second time that we've been able to address serious gun law problems that have occurred. Remember the first was with the no serial number gun debacle, banning millions of guns, and we got that straightened out too by working with the Attorney General, and we made progress there, saving millions of guns. And here we've done the same with carry, and here are the individuals that need to re-qualify. So let's say you've already got a carry permit, and you're saying to yourself, hey, do I need to re-qualify under the new C care standards? And here are the folks that need to. Individuals, okay, who uh, who were who have a carry license, a carry permit, and they were um, issued their carry permit prior to July 1 of 2023. So if you obtained your carry permit prior to July 1 of 2023, you're going to need to re-qualify. If you got it after, you don't need to re-qualify. But when you apply for your renewal, you will take the new care course For qualifying on your renewal now if you received your handgun carry permit prior to July 1st and after what would be December of 2021 December 21st 2021 if you received your carry permit after that and before July 1 you're going to have to do the recertification of the new standard of the C-care. Now, some people are saying that that is unfair because they already qualified when their permit was issued. So why do I have to qualify again? And I can understand that argument. I absolutely get it. It seems like, hey, I qualified. Why do I have to requalify under the new standard when I already qualified prior? It seems wrong well without debating whether it's right or wrong for people that have already qualified the fact is that by taking the seat care now it is specifically stated in the attorney general's uh release on their documents that it is you will not You're not required, if your license expires within the two years of that for your renewal, you're not required to have to redo the training for your renewal once you've done the C-care. So what it boils down to is you're simply being required to do the C-care a little sooner than you would have had to do it anyway when you applied for your renewal. So look, you're gonna have to do this either later or now. And so you get it done now, you don't have to do it later on your renewal anyway. And these requirements uh, in the long run are tremendous advantage for those who have not gotten a carry permit yet as well. Do you know, a lot of folks were intimidated and they felt, you know, hesitant to try to pass these extreme training requirements that existed prior to C-care. And just as an example, I've been talking to a number of instructors that since they adopted the new C-care requirements, they've had a tremendous increase in people signing up to do the C-care First time folks seeking carry permits now that it's simply focused on core competency. So that means we're going to get more people carrying, more people out there that have this vested interest in our carry law, remaining shall issue. And that is putting us on that path, as I talked about, to eventually achieving constitutional carry as we get more and more people. Actually, carrying and not is scared away by excessive requirements. The state police in the certification, which you can see on their state on the state police website, which is the New Jersey permit to carry safe handling and proficiency in the use of handgun certification. It's that piece of paper that you get when you do the C care that shows that you've done the new C care. Protocol. That's what's signed by the instructor. I want to read you the very, there's two asterisks to two footnotes on the certification. One says, any requirement for classroom instruction and target training shall not be required for a renewal applicant who completed the instruction and training. When obtaining a permit to carry a handgun issued within the previous two years. So, there they've even put in writing that you get it done this time and you have it. And second is that as per NJSA 58 4, a permit to carry a handgun, permit to carry handguns, one permit shall be sufficient for all handguns owned by the holder thereof. So, they even quoted the law making it clear that once you qualify with whatever gun you qualify with, you can then carry any handgun, as long as it's a legal handgun in Jersey, that you wish. And there is a separate document on the state where you simply put the make, model, and serial number of the firearms that you may wish to carry. And so there's no individual requirement to certify with each and every gun. You do it once with one gun, and then you carry the handguns that you wish to carry that you put on that list. So this is a great achievement. It avoided years of litigation and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, It has now gotten us to a true shall issue without barriers of excessive training requirements. It has absolutely gained us in our march forward to eventually having constitutional carry even in New Jersey. It's gonna take time, but we have to be diligent and patient. We didn't lose our rights quickly. And we're not going to gain them back quickly, but we will gain them back. And the point is, it's gain after gain after gain. So it is a happy time for us in New Jersey as advocates and those that believe in the right to self-defense, the right to not be a victim, but to be a defender. And we are doing that very, very well. So I want to mention that the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs is also a sponsor of Gun Lawyer. Very proud to have the association as a sponsor. And they are there on the front lines litigating, defending, getting serious important changes into the laws and into the actual function of of how we go about exercising our rights with more freedom and more liberty, as we've just discussed. This would not have happened without the efforts of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, the number one gun rights defender in New Jersey. You all need to be a member of the association. It is critical. You can see the great work that association does Go to anjrpc.org and be part of the solution. For over 30 years, attorney
1: Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman. Tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I
0: am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. I am really glad that you are with us today. We uh, are the number one podcast for gun rights. It's rated by Feedspot. They rate podcasts all over the world in different categories and i 'm proud to say we 're number one, and the reason we 're number one is because of you, the listener i 'm happy to have that happening so that I can convey this kind of information, get the word out, let folks know things that you 're not going to hear really anywhere else and you know one of the things also that makes this possible is our great sponsors and we have we shoot, which is a Target Range in Lakewood, they're centrally located right there in Ocean County, easy to get to. from Monmouth County, Middlesex County, great range, super people. And let me tell you, We Shoot is uh, really dedicated to their training, and they do the sea care training that we're talking about. You can go get qualified there and I would highly recommend it. They have a great staff, great folks. But let me tell you something else that We Shoot does that I really, really like, and this is something else to keep in mind. They don't just train you and get you certified and help you get your carry and then uh, you know, give you a, a pat on the back and say good luck. No, they stand by their students, and they stand by their students even if you ever have to use your firearm and go to court. And let me tell you why. Because their instructors make sure that they note that they taught you and what they taught you and that you took their classes and took their courses. And this becomes an important technique in court should you ever have to be in court over a self-defense situation. Use a fireman self-defense. You know, a lot of attorneys, what's going to happen is they're going to want to get an expert witness in talk about self-defense to you know demonstrate to the jury you were justified under the law et cetera. and when you get an expert witness then the state gets their expert witness who will say most likely the opposite and then you have a battle of the experts and that's how it goes but that's not how it works when you train and get your certification out of we shoot because what happens there we shoots trained you we shoots taught you self-defense we shoot has gone over these core competency and use of force and all that and you know what that instructor is that instructor is a material witness to you what you understood when you had to use a gun in self-defense and we can bring in as a material witness not an expert mind you but an actual witness who was the one who taught you what they taught you why they taught you what you learned and how you did what you did. And then that instructor, as that witness for you, has the ability to turn those 12 jurors into that instructor's new students. And I mean in the court. As that instructor explains what was taught you, that instructor is in fact explaining and teaching the jury. And by that knowledge getting into your case by that presentation of the jury understanding why you did what you did and getting it from the witness that taught you that is a tremendous edge should you ever be in that situation having to defend yourself so consider that too when considering your choice of a range for training and we shoot stands by their students we shoot has something really fun that they're doing. And I wanted to mention this because I'm actually going to be doing this as well. My wife heard about it. She said, I want to do this. And I'm like, absolutely, we're going to go do this. They have what is called Blast-A-Bear. Now, Blast-A-Bear is a kind of a ballistic gelatin gummy bear that's really large. And you get to blast this gelatin bear with... The firearms of your choice at the range and just think how much fun that is so uh, they're doing that on uh, October 11th go to their website at weshootusa.com and you can learn all about Blaster bear and you can sign up and have a great time great way to have a great date with your loved one and go have some fun with Blast-A-Bear as well as get your top-notch certification with excellent, friendly staff to get your carry permit at we Shoot. And I also want to take a moment now and shamelessly plug my book, which is New Jersey Gun Law, 25th Anniversary Edition, The Bible of New Jersey Gun Law. You can get it at EvanKnappen.com. Go to my website. You'll see the big orange book. Click it. You can order your copy. It's over 500 pages. It has over 120 topics all explained in question and answer explaining New Jersey gun law. And what's even better is I do updates. As soon as there's law changes, as soon as something is out there within 24 hours of that, I have sent you an update. And all you had to do was scan the QR code on the front of the book. And subscribe for free to the subscriber portal. And you will get an email alert. You'll be able to go there to the archives and get the new update. We have now 11 updates all there for you. As soon as you get the book, you can get all the updates. And I just sent out, within 24 hours, of the new training requirement changes, all the links, full explanation, changes to the books, to the questions with the answers, everything done and you got it right away for free so get the book have the base book and it's your best way to stay current and understand uh, New Jersey gun laws let me also mention something because I have some great letters the Ask Evan letters that I love to talk to you about but even before that there's something really important you need to know when it comes to carry and I've seen this And I see cases about this, and it's really, really critical. Never use your gun as a magic wand. That's right. In other words, don't go pulling your gun out to try to use it to stop whatever problem you think is going on. If you are justified in using deadly force, fine. Then you are going to use your firearm for that purpose. But to take it out and to use it as a demonstration of force without using force ends up getting the law-abiding citizen in trouble. Just again, just this week had a case where somebody was being seriously harassed by a person who was who they felt was threatening and I get that So they drew their gun to intimidate and scare the person away, which did happen, but guess what? The person calls the police, police come, now you're charged with aggravated assault, pointing a firearm, all that, which the law-abiding citizen then pays the price. So the problem is the magic wand. We see this also, you're driving road rage by some jerk in a 2,000-pound guided missile we call a car, running you off the road, doing a, and you flash your gun through the window, back off, I'm armed. Next thing you know, he's called the police, and you're getting pulled over, and you're charged with gun charges. I frequently, frequently see this happen with law-abiding citizens. Do not flash your gun. Do not use it as a, what I call a magic wand. It isn't. And what happens is these other individuals will turn the tables on you, and you'll be dealing with a charge on the brandishing, on the pointing, on the display of the firearm, etc. and it is not a good thing. So keep that in mind. It's just a tip. Don't draw your firearm until you actually are justified in using it. And if you're not, then keep it tucked away and concealed. It's unfortunately how we have to do things, but it is true because I see it over and over again practicing in this area. So I have a letter here from Dave, and Dave says, I don't know who else to ask. It seems they get a different answer from different law enforcement people. I don't know how they can enforce the laws when they don't understand them. Well, get used to that. Last November, I qualified with two different guns for my NJCCW permit. In April, before I even received my carry permit, I went and qualified with a third gun I may want to carry. The NRA instructor, who's also retired law enforcement, told me I need to submit a copy of my qualification for to my local police chief, Keep a copy with me while carrying that gun. I received my permit at the end of May with a court order attached from Burlington County that says I can only carry two guns I originally qualified with when I submitted my application back in November 2022. The third gun is not listed on the court order, even though I gave a copy to my local PD before I received my permit. The chief seems to think that I cannot carry the third gun because it is not on the court order. He has a copy of the qualification. The NRA retired law enforcement tells me the state police unit told him and other instructors that we all need to do or that all we need to do is keep a copy of the qualification certificate with us. The third gun does not have to be listed on the Burlington County court order. The chief told me the New Jersey State Police told him we can only carry the guns listed on the attached order. So which New Jersey State Police officer is correct? Is it possible to get a court order amended to show the third gun? Is it something your firm will do? What is the process? Okay, so question is, we'll distill this down, you have a judge-issued permit. Your judge-issued permit had a court order with it. The court order said, here are two guns, these are the only two guns you can carry, and that's the court order. After that, the law was changed to the carry killer bill. Okay. But in that, there were many statutory changes. And the procedural changes also took place with the state police. And so now there's this confusion because there's this form that says if you submit it, these are the guns you can carry. And the state police even say in the form, one permit's good for all guns. And so, boy, it sure looks like if I wanted to carry any gun I wanted to, as long as I did that form and I did, I'm good to go. But the answer is no. You are not. The answer is you cannot carry that third gun. You say, why? And I'll tell you why. Because of the problem that was the eternal problem, the number one problem with New Jersey's carry was judges. That's right, judges. It was judges that gave us justifiable need as a bar to civilian carry. It's judges that did everything in their power to curtail constitutional carry, and it's judges that failed to follow the law of 58-4 that was even cited on the state police certification that I read you that said one permit is supposed to be good for all. The judges ignored it and instead they issued a court order mandating your two guns, and that court order is an order of the court. And if you do not follow the court order, if you unfortunately have a judge-issued permit, then you can be found in contempt of the order, which is a crime. You can be held criminally liable and or civilly liable for your violation of the court order. It is that court order that screws you, to put it bluntly. And so, if you don't want to be bound by a court order, then you need a straight chief issued permit or one issued straight by the superintendent if your chief doesn't do, if you don't have a chief that does permits in your, where you live, in your residence. And if you don't get that permit that's issued by a chief or the superintendent, and instead you keep the judge permit, you're stuck. So if you want to surrender your judge permit and get a chief permit, then you can do the form and carry any gun you want if you wait until your renewal which should be uh coming up uh november of 24 when you renew it will be strictly a chief issued permit because judges are no longer the issuing authority thank god if there was anything great in the carry bill it was that getting rid of judges and now the chief will issue and the chiefs don't put restrictions, they can't, they have no power to do it. Chiefs don't issue court orders, they're not courts. And in fact, the state police have laid it out very clearly that one permit's good for all guns and you simply submit the other form listing the guns you want to carry. You'll be able to take advantage of that when you get your new carry permit on your renewal. Or if you abandon by surrendering this one and apply for a new one, that becomes your choice. Now as far as, hey, And you go to court and get it changed? I mean, let's face it. The judge didn't follow the law. The judge did this and it was wrong. That court order doesn't follow the law. Can we go back to court and change it? And the answer is no. Why? Because the administrative office of the courts issued a memo saying judges will no longer consider those changes. In other words, your access to the courts as a New Jersey citizen has been Barred by the New Jersey courts. You cannot seek redress in court for this wrong that was done to you by the judge. Sorry, you're precluded. Where did you think you lived? In America? Sorry, not the case. Not the case at all. You cannot get relief from the judge. They want nothing to do with it. The courts say we can't. We had four of these pending when that even came down. That all ended you can't fix it. The only options are give it up and get a new chief issued or wait till your renewal and get a new one then. And uh, as unfair, illogical, and stupid as that is, that is the law. So the state police that advised you that you're bound by that court order was 100% correct. This is Evan Napin reminding you that gun laws don't protect